The following podcast contains foul language, terrible humor, and spoilers. You have been warned. And welcome to another episode of Snap Crackling Pop Culture Podcast, the spooky edition. Um, in the month of October, we were just going to talk about a bunch of spoopy, scary movies. Uh, scary shit. Yeah. Shit that makes you shit yourself. Yeah. Hopefully not. Without further ado, I am your host, Ralph Lim. <laughs> uh, I'm joined by Heiss. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Uh, she's our special guest. Uh, Alan's here. Hello. Leanne's here. And Josh is somewhere else. He's with us in spirit. <laughs> uh, no, he had, yeah, yeah, he had stuff to do. Yeah, so we're not important enough, apparently. Traitor. Yeah. Um, cool. So this week we're gonna be talking about monster movies. Yeah. So last week we covered slasher flicks. This week's monster movies. Um, just like last week, we're gonna do notable mentions first. Things we're not gonna cover in long form, but things that still made an impact on the genre. Um, bit of a controversial one. I don't know whether this would be classed as a horror, but the first one definitely had a more serious vibe to it than all of the others. Um, nineteen fifty eight, Godzilla. Oh yeah, wow. directed by Ishiro Hondas. Um, would you consider that a horror though? It's a giant monster rampaging and destroying a city. That's quite horrifying. So yeah. I think <laughs> when I was when I was doing a bit of research into sort of monster movies and monster horror movies, they did some of the sites did class Godzilla as a horror film. Okay, okay. The original one mainly because it's less of Godzilla versus King Kong, Godzilla versus Ghidorah, yeah, strong. Yeah. All the sort it's of less that come afterwards. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you watch that original one again, it's very dark. It's yeah. very uh, impending doom kind of thing all the way through it. And okay. It's really cool. A nice dark tone to it. Um, another one we're not going to cover because we've already kind of done this one before is Alien yeah 1978 okay okay yeah yeah space horror (laughs) space horror as far as I know first of its one first of its kind yep as far as I know of not unlike Jason X (laughs) (laughs) space horror it's funny um Next on the honorable mention is one that Heist is particularly uh, interested in is The Thing from 1982 by John Carpenter. It's so good. A name you're going to hear a lot of in these next couple of episodes and the previous one as well. Um, Any thoughts about The Thing, Heist? Oh, it was just so good. Like, I love the scene where they have to test to see who is actually The Thing because you can't tell who yeah. is yeah, like, yeah. I think they Fucking like mimics yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a perfect mimic <laughs> roll, roll a dice for me roll yeah. a d20 yeah. <laughs> perception check <laughs> um, next one on the list a bit of a jump to this uh, there probably is monster movies in between some of them I will cover um, others just probably weren't as good enough to, they kind of took a bit of a dip yeah. Slash just kind of took over to be fair um, is Ghost Ship oh. which I know Heisen uh, I, I talked about uh, the other night with Bake Off um, that's from 2002 directed by Steve Beck very underrated film. Mm. Basically a cruise liner that gets sort of haunted and by paranormal monsters, as it were. Um, they've probably got in the paranormal episode, actually, but never mind, it's this time now. Um, but it's, it's definitely worth a check out, that one. Ghost Ship. Um, 30 Days of Night is okay. the next one, but yeah. in 2007 by David Slade, based on an IDW comic. Um, takes a whole new twist on the vampires and having a little fang. They've all got sharp, jagged yeah, teeth. Yeah. They only come out at night. They're in a town in Antarctica where there's 30 days of oh, night. No. So all these people just get hunted down yeah. by these vampires for an entire fucking month. Really tense, really good film. I really enjoyed that one. Um, Cloverfield. Yeah, Aww. Cloverfield's a monster movie. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. love Cloverfield. That's amazing. As, as nauseating as it oh, was. Oh, literally, to watch. I hate really? watching you got it. No, no, I'm only just. Oh, I like, did. Like, yeah. It was just too much, like shaking, Shame. and I was Shaky just like, cam. oh, I can't. But I love the bit where I, I can't remember her name, but she played Janice Ian in Mean Girls. And yeah. she literally like she's like oh, I can't I don't feel so good and you can see them like taking her out oh, and she just explodes yeah 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 that was a good one yeah, so yeah, good yeah yeah it's then the ending of that film is quite oh the ending was what, what's the word I, I don't quite know how to describe it it's not anticlimactic but it's not your typical Hollywood ending which I like I like films that break the normality of oh and everyone lived happily ever fucking after I hate that shit no no it was pretty much just like. No, they dropped a the fucking yeah. nuke on the creature and that was all you saw and that was the end of it. Yeah. And to this day, we still don't know what happened. 
Yeah, which is great. I thought that was brilliant. Um, had a sequel, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Now that was, I've, I've yet to watch that. That was billed as an independent sort of film away from the Cloverfield film, but it does have a tie-in. I don't uh-huh. want to spoil it for you. Uh-huh. The tension in that film is insane. Yeah, oh, I, heard, really? I heard. John Goodman. John Goodman. Probably gives one of the best performances of his career to date. Is mm-hmm. that the one where um, there are two people like trapped underneath? In a bunker. Yeah. Yes, with John Goodman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, the yeah, one. yeah that's right, yeah. Mm. Um, and they also did the Cl- Cloverfield Paradox, which was funded by Netflix in 2018. That was in space, yeah. That's right, yeah. This one occurs before the original Cloverfield film. It's a prequel. So yeah. it kind of shows what happened in space and where this thing came from. Um, if you see the last scene of that film and the last scene of the original Cloverfield where they're looking at the handicap footage of the main characters on their holiday, yeah. they kind of match up because you see a bit of thing flying down from the background. Yeah. That is prominent in the Cloverfield Paradox at the end cool. of that, which is pretty cool. Um, the last one, it's kind of on the fence about whether it's a monster movie or not There's because it's an awkward one. It's an anthology film. It's called VHS. <gasps> is yeah. that the... Yeah, is that um, the Spanish one? There's, there's a Spanish one. There's a Brit- there's an American version. There, there, there's a few different ones, mm-hmm. but I thought and that was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's quite, it's quite harrowing. It's quite grim, and that was 2012. Yeah. Um, that particular one for anyone wants to hunt that down. I think they've done three, maybe four different ones at yeah. this point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the the one with the woman and she's trying to have sex with this guy, and her fucking face turns into this demon thing, and it's like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is that? Oh, so good, wow. so good. Mm-hmm. It's pretty grim. It's pretty visceral. It's all done through VHS medium, so the frame rate is VHS oh, frame rate really? and VHS kind of resolution. So it, it's yeah, kind yeah. of slightly grainy. It yeah, looks yeah, old yeah. school, and that's what I like about the feel of that. That's the, yeah, that's the charm yeah. of it. Yeah, that's the charm yeah, of it. which which is great. Um, yeah, so going with the main body of it then. Uh, so monster movies, you, you can't really have a, a monster movie, a, a, a iconic monster, as it were, and George A. Romero. Uh, who many horror fans will know instantly, created a film called Night of the Living Dead Mm -hmm. in 1968. Mm -hmm. A black and white film, which was the start of the zombies. Now, the zombies in that particular film are very different to the ones in Dawn of the Dead, uh, Day of the Dead, or everything that sort of proceeds from there. Um, But it's certainly a good start for that. It was all black and white, and there's this fungus line that's coming to get you, Barbara, as this guy's standing in the Mm -hmm. cemetery. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's one of the first films to sort of cast an ethnic gentleman in the lead role as well. Great. So you've got this fear on two fronts where you've got these things on the outside, you've got this ethnic gentleman taking control of the situation in this sort of farmhouse, mm-hmm. and all the, the Caucasian folk are like, well, we don't want to listen to this guy, and it's almost like that fear of, are yeah, they going to... Yeah, yeah. It's very tense times yeah, in 1968 yeah. Yeah, for yeah. that. So it's sort of like almost a product of its time. Yeah, 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 um, yeah very much so, cool. very much so. Um, but the one that we're going to cover is the one that kind of surpassed the original, is Dawn of the Dead. Uh, Everyone yeah. knows Dawn of the Dead, whether you've seen it or not. If, if you know anything about zombies, Dawn of the Dead is pretty much what blew it out from massive proportions. Um, 1978, again, George Romero did that. Focusing on a group of survivors in the zombie apocalypse in a shopping mall. I know, I know Leanne's seen the remake. I yes. don't think you've seen the original, have you? Don't think have either so. of you guys seen the original? No, I haven't seen the I think I've seen <coughs> the original and the remake. Do you seen both? Yes. The remake is crazy. It's so it's fucking so, good. It's so like, oh my god, I couldn't <laughs> I didn't even think it could get as gory as it was. <laughs> and oh I loved it. There's but a it few was, very questionable scenes yeah, in the remake. That was like the bit where she like throws up in that girl's mouth. I was just like, Ugh. no thank you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, wait, hang on. You're not thinking 28 Days Later, are you? No, no. There is one in 28 Days Later with, yeah, this, so know, with, the, with the zombie basically got... It's, the, it's yeah. the one where the girl, um, she had to like chop her arm off. I, you know, I, it's been so long since I've seen it, I don't remember that bit. I remember it, because it's mm. I have to really watch that thing. <laughs> All I've got in my head right now is the the... The security guards, and they've got that zombie in the fountain in the beginning, and they've got it there, and it's just like, and they're trying to like, trying to put this misery. The guy, the big black guy, just comes on. He's like, "Oh fuck you guys!" Boom, blows his brains out. Wait, I think I'm thinking of a different film. I, that's what I'm thinking. See, I don't think that's Dawn of the Dead. You're thinking of? What am I thinking of? I have no the idea. The one where they're in the cabin. No, it's a shopping mall. Dawn of the Dead shopping mall. Yeah. Cabin. Cabin. We'll get back to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you figure out what that was, yeah. let us know. Let us know. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, a lot of who hasn't sort of watched a zombie film and thought, you know what, I'd be good at that. What would my plan be? And this kind of gives a whole thing of the shopping mall, a big open space with plenty of things to sustain yourself. It's all com comprised of different stalls and units, but it's got outdoor doors. You can lock them and board them up and whatnot. And it's almost like a perfect hunkering down kind of place, I guess. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, let, let, let's throw a bit of fun into this. What would your zombie survival plans be? Let's start off with Heise again. <laughs> I'd be dead in De two seconds. Dead, Not even, no. <laughs> Literally, I would be the worst person in like survival. I got, I got no sets of skills. Yeah, I'm what, just what do you dead. think Josh is making you into I know, zombie fodder? Exactly. I'm willing <laughs> to be fodder because I know I'm going to be no help. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I want to keep. At the very least, you can help other people survive. Yeah, that's, that's me. Uh, personally, I would arm myself with uh, a crowbar um, and cool. a samurai sword. Cool, okay. Um, Got it Michonne style. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, in terms of like maybe fire arms, like a rifle wouldn't go amiss. A good uh, long distance one. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, I read... How to survive? How to survive oh, a zombie yeah. apocalypse? Ah, sweet. Cover to cover. Sweet. As well as World War Z. So I'm, sweet. I'm in sweet. in a very in a very sense. I'm re I'm ready. <laughs> um, yeah, a mall is a good place, but it it'll be a very hard place to defend because yeah. of the multiple entryways. Yes. Um, I a would, lot of it tends to be glass. Yes. So I would I would definitely hunker <laughs> down, um, in a bank. Mm, not a good shot. Uh, not a bad yeah. shot. Not a bad shot. Not a good shot. Yeah, not a bad shot. <laughs> yeah, in a bank. But I guess the only issue with that is you have no assistance. You'd have to make tr frequent trips out to gain food, water. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But hopefully, if you're in a bank, you're within city. You're within city limits. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 So, yeah. Quite close enough. At, at that. At that. <coughs> but yeah, I. I mean, I haven't really like intensely thought about it because. You know the, the 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 likely outcome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. My plan A is go to wherever Alan is because <laughs> he would be the best in a zombie apocalypse. He knows exactly what to do. Um, <laughs> in terms of where to go, I'd probably think like the cinema would be good because there's no windows. There's one maybe a fire exit and then the main yeah. exit, and there's lots of popcorn and snacks. That that would be my plan. Is the the anyone who lives in the Swansea area, um, got to view cinemas. Tell me how that's not defendable. Mm. You've got one entry point, this glass, which you just board the shit out of, and all the others are fire escapes, which don't open from the outside. See, I probably thought of the cinema because he's probably already told me that that's where we'd go if anything happened. Mm. <laughs> so like, can I change me? Can I join? <laughs> Why not? Why not? Let's just get the group together. Us four. Let's see if Josh wants to join in. That's fine. That's I want to have entertainment. You know the codes to get in all yes. the places. I know it's really cool. Random if it comes to it. I know we're all the brief because I know that building inside out. He's been preparing. <laughs> yeah. He's probably got That's like it. a room full of weapons in there. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, there is a tool room. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah. So no, it's. I think it's a very well defendable place. That particular building. Yeah. Mm. So anyway, yeah, um, yeah. So so going back to sort of Dawn of the Dead, the original Dawn of the Dead, first yeah. and foremost. Um, nineteen seventy eight. It was quite visceral for its time. There was a lot of gory and very uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Disturbing visuals. I think I want to use because we watched um, a documentary about zombie films not long ago, didn't we, Leanne? Mm. And they showed a bit of it in there, and they've literally got. Zombies clawing into this guy's guts oh, and they yeah, were ripping yeah. it they, out. They did that in 1978. They did that in Shaun of the Dead. Oh, and yeah, that was yeah. like, oh, oh. I hated that scene. <laughs> so for, for 1978, that looks so fucking good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Tom Savini, the master of horror special effects, did the makeup and effects on that film. Yeah. And he, yeah, yeah. he always appears in all the films he sort of does the effects on. And he, yeah, yeah. his name's going to pop up again in a couple of, couple of moments. Um, but yeah, he does a lot of stuff. He was in that one. He's in the remake. He did the visual effects for both. He's a fucking master. Um, little sidebar, Corey Taylor's mask was done by Tom Savini's new mask on the current mm -hmm. album, um, which the name escapes me. What's the name of the album? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, was it um, Slipknot? Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, either way, they what? did Corey Taylor's mask, and it, it's a lot of people think it's simplistic, but... It works to a very good effect. We are not your kind. That's the one. Thank you, Rob. 
I had the tune of the song in my head. And not the <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, Tom Savini's been a master since since then. You know, obviously just before he owns his own special effects company, he does a lot of the stuff in that. Uh, and he always he always does a great job of it, to be fair. Um, but yeah, it covers the this the story of a group of survivors living in this mall through about uh, I think it's a couple of months period. It's been a while since I've seen the original. Um, until they have to sort of vacate it so the zombies start to get in obviously it's only so much you can defend as was well said multiple object points usually glass buildings they'll get into the, the pressure the glass will only take so much so they do end up getting in they have to kind of escape um, and then going back onto the sort of remakes which we talked a lot about last time with the slasher films there's a remake for this one which was released in 2004 by Zack Snyder who did Batman vs Superman and Justice League before he got mm. had to leave that after his daughter was involved in an accident um, but that, again, going back to the, the whole thing of remakes, is remakes are a bit too saturated these days, mm. and they're a bit too much, but back in 2004, there wasn't yeah. many of them. The Dawn of the Dead one is spot on. It takes the entire thing and just puts it in the modern day, so instead of just going into the mall and having no security and that, there's a whole security team, like mm-hmm. three or four guys in there, yeah, yeah. and they're locking down the place and there's computer systems and there's all... Yeah. And it's you, great. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't be able... Your, your suspension and disbelief will immediately be like, this is stupid, why don't they have this? Mm. Why don't mm-hmm. they have mm-hmm. that? This is dumb. Mm. But then, yeah, now that... You, I mean, yeah, you have to think about that kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Remake, unless you're doing like a period... Remake, yeah, which is, yeah, like um, uh, Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies, which is pretty <laughs> awful. That was pretty bad. The yeah. book's great. <clears throat> the film is pretty shit. Well, not That's some good points. So that that yeah. It's an idea. The thing is, it was yeah. an idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was executed <coughs> relatively well, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. It was a Jane Jane Austen novel with like zombies. Quite a lot of it taken <laughs> out. Yeah. But but yeah, it was great. Mm. Um, they, they obviously as I say they modernised a lot of the remake which is pretty yeah. good have, have any of it apart from Liana have you guys seen the remake? no it's worth a watch if you don't like probably not for Ralph because you don't really like the gory stuff so much I think you'd like it Heist because yeah. you love the obviously you've seen it and that mm-hmm. um, I think you'd really enjoy it the soundtrack's great Disturbed do a lot of the music in it and there's a bunch Aww. of other metal bands which is fucking brilliant mm. it's quite convenient that the song that's in there is called Down With The Sickness Zombie infections, zombie plague. I thought that was a brilliant play on words on that one. Um, Say it loud and proud. Oh, wow! <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, when, uh, going back to the sort of disturbingness of it, there's a particular character in there who is pregnant. Mm. Oh, no. You see where this is going already. Oh, no. She gives birth uh. after she's been turned. Oh! Right? The zombie in the fountain that we briefly mentioned earlier yeah. catches her, infects her, and she's sort of the husband, or boyfriend, I can't remember if they're married at this point, um, sort of go to this baby store, and they have this bed set up, and they have the crash set up yeah. and everything, and he's tied her to the bed, and he's kept all the others away. He's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, she's just tired, she's just tired. Yeah, in yeah, reality, knows, she's a fucking knows. zombie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? He's and then you see... the baby will be... Yeah, yeah. But then you see sort of like this baby pushing against the belly, not against the little hands and that. And then when it comes out, it's a fucking zombie baby. Yeah, of course. And then the, the others obviously zombie get baby. wind of this, and they walk in, and he's there, and he's holding this zombie baby, and it's like, oh my fucking Christ, this is grim. Mm-hmm. And he goes to pull a gun on someone, they shoot him, and then they have to terminate the baby. And it's like, oh my God, that's fucking nuts. You know, zombie. and it's, oh my God, it's so good. <laughs> There's it's already good. Vi- it is good. There's already videos online of pregnant women, and you see the hands like oh, I hate the infant that. hands pushing yeah. up against the. I mean, like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Xenomorph. <laughs> I think the biggest difference between this and the original then is that they concoct an escape plan before they try and get over before the, the building gets too overrun. Yeah. So they go down to the basement, and then these old sort of. Um, almost like prison style buses uh, they're not reinforced but they reinforce them mm. put a massive like fucking massive barbed wire thing on it and a grill on the front with spikes and shit around it and they've got these gas tanks which got flares lit, put on them so they, they chuck them into the crowd when they yeah. get out and the, the, the mall is swarmed by zombies yeah, at this yeah, point yeah, yeah. chuck the gas cans out boom blow it up massive explosions superb effects in that fair play it's really good um, they get to the dock and it's, certain things happen. I don't want to go too much because I don't want to give too many spoilers. I don't want to sort of nit and pit this, 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 this. Um, but yeah, they get to the dock and some people do get away, others don't. And it's 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 a good film to watch. And they didn't do another one after it. They didn't go, hey, that was really successful. What are yeah. we going to do? Yeah, yeah. Let's do more. They didn't do no. that, which was 
fucking good. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, some, some studios just need to kind of like bring it back yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just because it was successful. Yeah, doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean, yeah. mean you need to make a sequel. Yeah. Well, I'd say if you watch it, watch to the end of the credits. Cool. Nice. Some almost found footage style stuff going on, which is pretty cool. Sweet. Um, bit of a jump from this one. A slasher films kind of took over. 1978 was was Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously we've talked about Friday the 13th, Nightmare on the Street, mm. Halloween. Um, the next major one that kind of broke into the monster movie genre was 1996 by Robert Rodriguez, who we were talking about before we started recording from a different film. Yeah. Uh, from Dusk Till Dawn. Oh, mate. Right. So oh. let me just let me just tell you a story about Dusk Till Dawn. Right. So <laughs> I I really really like the film. I've kind of seen little bits of it and I knew of it. I've just just, I seen this before we... I've never heard of it in my life. Okay. Okay, so... Yeah, and saw it the other day with me. So. Yeah, so just in Osmo- from Osmosis, I knew what it was about and I knew ultimately what was going to go on, right? It was a... Uh, yeah, uh, Robert Rodriguez movie. It's got Quentin Tarantino in it. Oh. And... Um, George Clooney. George Clooney. And um, Juliette Lewis. Yeah, so... Oh, it's, it's it's a weird film to start with, yeah. and then it yeah. turns. Yeah, it does a complete one eighty. Yeah. Oh really? Right. Yeah, so you do not see it coming. <laughs> this you was, didn't. It was great. <laughs> this is hilarious because uh, uh, my part, my partner Garbo and I, we were in <coughs> Barcelona. We were having our honeymoon at the time, and it was in the hotel TV. No way. Yeah, and we were ill, right, during our honeymoon. We actually legitimately oh, got no sick, way. right, both of us. Mm. And we sat there and we watched this movie from start to finish. I knew what was going to go on. God, she was like, what? <laughs> if anyone has seen it, there is a, you know, there's, there's something that happens in the middle that completely changes the film. And she's like, I thought this was just going to be like a Quentin Tarantino film. I was like, no, it's not. Let's keep watching. So it, it was it, brilliant. It, it starts off as two guys holding up a gas station. It's America's so we call them gas stations. Um, they shoot a cop. They get rid of the, the guy behind the counter, and they drive off. And there's there's quite a cool scene where Tarantino gets shot through the hand, and he's sat in the car, and his brother's like, "How's your hand?" And he's kind of like looking through his yeah. hand at his brother, and it's like, "That's fucking brilliant. It's so good." Yeah, yeah. And he straps it effects. up with yeah. duct tape. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Duct tape fixes everything, yeah. right? So they go down and they kidnap um, another set of people at this motel. They're trying to get into Mexico. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're like, yeah, okay, yeah, we're gonna hide in this this like an RV kind of van uh, kind of thing is like yeah. a, like a, a mobile home. Yeah, and they they kidnap this family. They get to the Mexican border. Long story short, they get to it and it's like, okay, where are we going? Right, you're gonna go down here. You're gonna take a left. You're gonna go right, blah, blah, blah whatever it is. You're gonna go to a bar called the Titty Twister. Oh, what a dream. The Titty Twister (laughs) Bar, right? So just imagine... Robert Rodriguez, everyone. Imagine Coyote Ugly, but with strippers. Effectively, that's what the Titty Twister Bar is. And you get there, and they pull up, and there's this fucking creepy-looking Mexican dude, and he's like, we got pussy, we got white pussy, we got black pussy, we got hairy pussy, and all this different... And it's just like... This guy's gone on for a bit too long. It's kind of Robert Rodriguez, everyone. Oh. <laughs> yeah. um, so you cut to the inside. They get inside the bar. Again, cutting a bit short down. Mm-hmm. They get into the bar. There's a very young-looking Danny Trejo. Yeah. Fuck me. He looks so young. And, and I looks, said that. He's so like, smooth. He so is, smooth. He is. He is. <laughs> so they're sitting there, and they're having a drink, and this exotic stripper comes out, Salma Hayek. And she's got this massive snake, a yellow snake. And it's like, shit, that's really cool. She takes the snake off. She goes over to Tarantino. He's a bit of a perv, bit of a womanizer, like a bit of a rapey kind of character because he's, yeah. he's the, he's the yeah. bad guy, as it were. Yeah. As, as, as apparently in real life. Yeah, I yeah. was literally yeah. just about to say, that's um, new. So, like, she does this whole thing where she gets a bottle of, um, I think it's whiskey, I think they have. No, it's got to be tequila. Tequila, yeah. Was it? It's I could have sworn it was Clooney that got it. I'm pretty sure it was whiskey. I don't think he... I can't remember either way it's a bottle of alcohol and she puts his foot right by her mouth and she's dripping it down her leg so he can drink it off her foot she puts it in his (laughs) mouth and spits it in his mouth and all this kind of stuff and then she sees that his hand is bleeding and she's like oh god oh god oh god Boom! She turns into a vampire, and the entire thing just erupts into a vampire. Carnage. It becomes a vampire movie. Are you serious? This is literally at the halfway point of yeah, the film. This one, the Boom. whole. Everyone in the fucking bar who works there are vampires. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, just, just for kind of Heiss's face, her eyes are like, what the fuck? Her mouth is disbelief and <laughs> smile. The exact, this is the exact face that Garbo had. It's just like, you kind of did the same. Yeah. What the heck am I watching? And I'm just like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I just like, do you know about this? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it just spirals out from there and there's all these vampires. It's, and it's great. It's absolutely. It becomes brilliant. a total bloodbath. And they, they think, oh, yeah, all the vampires are dead. And they do these wings on the outside as they're arguing. And there's probably, like, a couple of hundred fucking vampires outside waiting to come in and kill everyone. Oh, my God. It's so it's fucking it's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I may watch it when I go home. Oh, I can lend it to you, Oh, yeah, hit me yeah. up. I got it's fantastic. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's um, a shame that we, spo- uh, we kind of yeah. spoiled it. But, it's like, the reveal. Because, again, this is one of the few things that when you know about... I suppose a particular twist or a particular um, change in, in <coughs> movie theme or whatever. And then you're watching somebody watch it, like Game of Thrones. I was... <laughs> Gobbo was at like season three or four Ooh, and he came up. Red Wedding. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just I was there. watching Liam. I wasn't Liam. watching the TV. I was watching Garbo the whole uh-huh. time. Uh-huh. And she's like, what? No! No! Yeah. <laughs> like, Your mouth, when you watched that, you were like... What? <laughs> Wide eyes, mouth dropped open. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I knew that was coming. Yeah, we, you almost get that adrenaline kick yeah. from watching someone, don't you? And it's like, this is great, this is great. Wait for it, wait for it. There's the reaction I wanted! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> and it was the exact same with Dust Till Dawn. I knew it was coming. I was waiting for it to happen. Liam was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it was such a, just like a like a double take. You're just like, what am I watching? He's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're staying in the hotel now, Gravo. And it gets really visceral. It gets really brutal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a, it's Robert Rodriguez Tarantino film. I mean, it comes yeah, to points it? where the kid gets condoms, fills them with water, with ho- with blessed water, holy water. <laughs> and then his, another person gets infected, is going for the, this boy and he gets the condom and just smashes it in his face and it melts half his face away because yeah. it's holy water it's fantastic it, it, it honestly is it's, it's one of the craziest rides you go it's great it's, it's one of George Clooney's first films as well yeah it's his breakout film oh wow I love it Can you breakout film. Tarantino big acting parties it's obviously the pair mm. of them running all the way through Juliet Lewis went on to form a band Juliet Lewis and the Licks played a download, I think it was either last year or the year before. She's still doing a lot of different things as okay. well. She's still quite relevant, which is good. You know, fantastic. power to her, you know, she's fantastic. Um, it was actually uh, Tarantino's first screenplay. Oh. All right. Believe it or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was based on a story by Robert Kurtzman, and he hired Tarantino to write it as yeah. his first ever screenplay in 1990. Wow, fantastic. So this was written before Reservoir Dogs. Right. However, yeah, Reservoir yeah. Dogs released before Dust Till Dawn. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So that's that's why I was thinking, it's like, <clears throat> all right, but Reservoir Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that fucking swerve is so good. Um, it actually spawned two sequels, which are pretty shit. <laughs> yeah, I heard about it. Pretty and fucking awful. series. And a TV series, which ran for three seasons. Mm. Har- I haven't seen that yet, but it explores the characters of the film and apparently uh, the bath- back- Aztec background, which is hinted at heavily at the end of the first film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. If anyone's not seen that, do yourself a favour. Just, just hit pause, find it, buy it, catch up and continue rest of, uh, listen to the rest of this episode. But before you watch it, forget everything we told you about yeah. it. <laughs> we might need to put a little disclaimer on the beginning to say, look, if you want to watch Dust Till Dawn, watch it without listening to this because you will be spoiled big time. Yeah, like might me. be worth doing that. Yeah, but it's 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 fucking great. It's so good, cool. such a good film. <laughs> um, bit of another jump then. Uh, two thousand two, twenty eight days later, Danny Ball. Yeah, kind of reinventing the zombie genre. Yeah, so this one was definitely, uh, I think, a a turning point. I yeah, in, in the zombie genre because mm. it it became a massive. Uh, thing for video games yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Just gave it that little bit <coughs> more of a, an action, an action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Movie as opposed to the whole to shambling hordes. This mm. was holy fuck. The sprinting. Oh god. Yeah, yeah. So it it became rather more like an inevitability. Mm, mm. Uh, as kind of like a metaphor for death and that type yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. This is more just like. No, they're coming for you. Yeah, well, this, they never actually said the word zombie in this film. It's no. a rage virus. It's Yeah, it's always... It's, that, that's the thing, though. It's, it's the, then, I think nowadays you, you can't really say zombie anymore without people going, 
Yeah. And the same thing happens with Last of Us. People say they're zombies. They're not fucking zombies. Cordyceps. Fungus. Yeah. It's a fungal infection. Exactly. It's not a zombie. Um, Little sidebar on that one. Um, But yeah, uh, Killian Murphy's first major role. Yep. We obviously went on to play a lot of major Mm -hmm. things. Um, Also stars the ninth Doctor, Christopher Eccleston. Yes. He's the lead soldier. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I think the penny just dropped with the end. She's like, shit, you're right. (laughs) I I saw this. I can't remember. I was definitely too young to watch it. (laughs) It's an 18. Yeah, I was definitely Mm -hmm. too young. It was probably the first horror that I watched, I think. Okay. But I was like, we were at my uncle's house and he put it on and (laughs) my parents wouldn't usually let us watch films that are Is this Steve? Yeah. Oh my God. And my parents were there, and we were there, and we just like watched this whole film, and we left, and I was just thinking, I'm pretty sure it's too young to see that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so this is my introduction to zombies, well, zombies in inverted commas. Yeah. Skip, skip it. Mm. Oh, it's yeah. really good, really good Oh film. yeah, it was a massive, like, yeah, it was just, you just like, holy crap, they can run. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, and they are fucking quick. Yeah. That was in the tunnel where the taxi breaks down. And they're trying to get it started. Was it? Oh, they're changing the wheel. Was it? I think yeah, it was changing yeah. the wheel. It adds just, just the the level of tension just becomes just yeah. Oh man, yeah. In, so in, good. Intense, intense. Um, it is great film. Um, the the beginning of that. I don't know how much you remember of that when he mm-hmm. wakes up and he's in the hospital and he goes outside and all the streets are deserted. Mm. That's not CGI. Do you know how they did that? They had bikini clad women on an early. I think it, they said it was a Sunday morning. With diversion signs, just just standing there, wearing next to nothing, wearing diver- with diversion signs, trafficking people away from where they wanted to film. <laughs> Fantastic. So wow. it's actually London on the very very break of dawn, with no fucking people. Mm. That's no. that's hard to do. Like, exactly. Even with permits, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, now getting into TVs. the mindset. <laughs> imagine walking in London with seeing no people. Even sort of knowing it's fake or or what or fictionalized, whatever you want to call it, it's like that's got to be creepy as shit, really yeah. right? Yeah, you know that's 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 terrifying in its own yeah. right when you yeah, think yeah. about that. Yeah, you know who's to say you don't wake up tomorrow morning and you walk to work and it's like where are all the people? Why can't I see any cars? Yeah, mm. Ooh, gives you chills. It's great. Yeah. Somewhere like it. London is never empty. <laughs> no, even it's not. Early hours of the morning. Mm. Well, public transport runs through the night for yeah. the most part. Taxi drivers always run through the night. You've always got people who are mm. working late, starting early, joggers, fitness people. Drunks. Drunks. <laughs> crackheads. Homeless. <laughs> Let's just throw them all, yeah, all across so the bell curve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's always people around. You, yeah. you, you can barely walk down two streets in London and not bump into someone or see someone, you know, and that's especially in the dead centre of it. Yeah. Mm. And it's, that's terrifying. It's, really it's great. It's so yeah. good. They said that when he goes into the church, doesn't he? And he's there, and the priest is like, "Oh, Father, I, I, are you okay?" And he starts running from him. He's like, "Shit!" Then he just fucking <laughs> bolts out because he has no idea what's going on. And again, it's that going back to the uncertainty that we were talking about. You don't know what's going on. Mm. You wake up. You you don't know what's going on. The streets are deserted. Mm-hmm. This guy's just gone for you for no fucking reason. Yeah. There's something not quite right. And there's somewhere. no way for you to know. Mm. Well, yeah, like, yeah. Within the universe, like yeah. who knew of. Zombies or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, did he not see Donald dead? Or, um, <laughs> but then it, it kind of shows as well with that um, the, the the last sort of, I would say quarter of the film, it stops being about the zombies, and in quoted, um, quotation marks. Um, it's, it's more about the people who are the threat. But doesn't it always? Yes, exactly. But it's like these troops have taken it on themselves to enforce some sort of martial law or some mm-hmm. shit like that. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to... Because there has to be some uh, yeah, semblance yeah. of and order. And Christopher Eccleston plays a right bastard in it. And he's good at it. Mm. Fair play to him. He's fantastic as that. I think it's a sergeant or a colonel. I can't remember his rank. But he's trying to get the, the ethnic woman to wear the dress. And he's trying to get the child to dress up. And it's like, this is fucking creepy as shit. And you can see the threat isn't so much those... But more the case of the people who are still left in the in the world in the post apocalypse trying to enforce their rules on everyone else, mm. you know, and mm-hmm. that's that's mm-hmm. creepy shit. But, which is one of the things that like the reason why I suppose uh, <coughs> the Walking Dead has been quite a long running thing is mm-hmm. because it it's not the story about zombies. Mm-hmm. The Walking Dead are the people, <laughs> the <laughs> survivors. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But yeah, yeah, um, cool. No, solid. Um, what do you think about Twenty Eight Weeks Later? months uh it's 28 weeks 
I haven't. I've seen it a couple of times. I don't really rate it as 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 good as the. No, the first. that's what I thought too. Um, it lost its charm. It lost its grittiness. Mm. Everything in Twenty Eight Days Later seemed quite dark and gritty and almost like a handy cam feel to it. Yeah, I I, I thought as well the way that they um, color corrected the whole film. It it was sort of like almost high contrast. Yes, yes, like yes, yes. The, the blacks looked way too black, yeah, and yeah. it made it quite impending. Yeah, well, totally. Mm, mm, because mm. you know that way you 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 wouldn't be able to see that person looming in the background if yeah. there, there would be. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I I, I do agree. Twenty eight um, weeks was way too bright. You had all the whiteness of the the town they were in. You had yeah. all the green on the fields. I think fields they, they and... tried to capture the same look and feel, but obviously, I don't know. They, they I think they went too overboard. It almost was mm. like a little bit of a caricature. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah. Of, of what they were trying to capture in the first one. I don't think Danny Ball did the second one. I don't believe it was him. Yeah. So that kind of probably I, says I, a lot. I would, yeah, I <clears throat> I would understand if it was. Um. Cool. But yeah. Next one. Uh, do you want to uh, fill drinks first? Sure. Yeah. Break time. Ding cool. ding. Back in a minute. Ding ding. <laughs> and we're back. Ooh. Uh, Spooky. Josh. Spooky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Um. Uh, uh. During the break, I don't know what the heck. I can't get my words out. Um. During the break, uh, we were talking about since this is sort of like the monster episode, it would be. A miss to if talk about. If we didn't about. do the monster mash? Yeah. Sorry, that's yeah, popped in my head. Monster. I, um, that's all we can afford. <laughs> um, the Universal Monster movies. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, Swamp, the, the, the thing from the Swamp, mu- uh, the Mummy. The Mummy, Dracula, Dracula Frankenstein. Dracula, Frankenstein, Frankenstein's... Bri- what? No, Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. But Frankenstein's bride. Is the it monster's bride of Frankenstein? Bride, the Bride of Frankenstein. Which, again, it... It's weird. Yeah. But um, classic, classic films, um, all released by um, Universal <coughs> Studios. Um, they did I think try... They did remakes, aren't they? They did, they did a Mummy one so. with Tom Cruise. Yeah, Mummy with Tom Cruise. Uh, they did uh, Dracula Story Untold. Uh, uh, with, with Luke the, Evans. Yeah, and then they did the... Um, they tried to do the Dark Universe thing with... Yeah, with the Mummy. Yeah. In it. Yeah, uh, yeah, so they, yeah. they tried with J- uh, Dr. Jekyll and uh, Mr. Hyde with, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, <sighs> making music, making songs, and fighting around the world. Ah, <laughs> oh, uh, Russell Crowe. <laughs> Russell Crowe. Toot-toot-toot-jagger! <laughs> 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 Just so everyone knows, that's a South Park reference in case you didn't know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but it kind of... Failed. I'll fight your elf. Yeah, yeah. It kind of failed spectacularly. Uh, yeah, really unfortunately. Well. So they tried to do that, but unfortunately it didn't work. But I mean, <clears throat> these are classic films. You know, this is sort of like black and white type stuff. But again, the people uh, that uh, were uh, starring in it. Um, You're not going to beat Christopher I'm, Lee as Dracula, let's be honest. No, yeah, but. Um, or even the, Nosferatu, the, the original yeah, Nosferatu. Yeah. Okay, I was I was like waiting for you to mention it as well, <laughs> considering that we mentioned Psycho last episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we no, up my research. Well, you know, it, it happens. It happens. Mm. Things, it, things. You try and cram so much into an episode, you have to try and focus on the genre mm. defining. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, to be fair. Dracula. It was released in nineteen thirty one. Uh, it was. It had Bella Lugio, Lugiosi. Lugosi. Bella Lugosi. Lugosi. Yeah. So he was like. He know, was yeah. He was the pinnacle was, of horror he, from he was, that point. His top man. But mm. this was all like pop culture stuff. Now he still has a far reaching. Uh, Kirk Hammett's guitar. Um, one of his guitars. The guy who plays for Metallica. He has a Bella Lugosi guitar. And it's got a monster head from one of those oh, things on it. He loves all that old sort of horror it's stuff. It's great. There is there is a um, a, a a charm to mm. the films, mm. you know. Um, you, you have to look back at them again, sort of going back to what we were talking about with Psycho and the older films. You have to put yourself in the mind frame of that time period. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they do look dated. They're not going to look as good as the spectacular blockbusters they put out these days. No. It's like when, I, when Leanne and I sort of got friendly and started dating, we started watching some old Doctor friendly. Who stuff. Well, we were friends first, so yeah. um, we started watching some old Doctor Who stuff. 
And you can see some of the sets are so really rickety, but the money they had was so mm. little and they did the best with what they could. And that's exactly what the Universal Monsters and what those early, yeah. early, early horror films are. And again, it's like, the, and the thing is, one of the, the, the charms that it had was um, like the posters and the way that they kind of carried the film. There was mm. this, it's like a weird sort of stage play. Almost painted kind of posters, yeah. 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 Um, sort of like a campness to it. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, it would be a miss to not yeah, address yeah. those. Yeah, yeah So, um, you know, listeners, if you were kind of going, what the heck are all the Universal Monster films? Yeah, yeah. This is where we are. Um, but yeah, but here we go. Uh, what have we got? We already touched on it slightly with Ralph's little sidebar earlier. Um, one thing that has very much brought zombies back in the forefront of everyone's minds is The Walking Dead. Mm. Not necessarily a film, and we never really said this was going to be about films anyway. It's the genre itself. Um, started in 2010. Uh, Frank Darabont has been the main producer throughout all now coming up to 10 seasons. Uh, the, the 10th season is going to be airing soon. Um, started out as a comic. Um, yeah. So much like most things are adaptations of books and, and uh, TV series and comics, this was a comic book. <clears throat> uh, have you ever seen the comic book to Walking Dead? Yeah, um, I read a few chapters, but I don't think I like. I really kind of um, caught up to it. Mm. Um, it's all black and white. Yeah, all very stylized. So the characters you can, it's so much so that each character is indivisible and recognizable. A lot of comics they kind of lose a little bit mm -hmm. of that in after so many. This ran for one hundred ninety. Three issues, I believe it was. Yeah, it's a long one. Um, and everyone was in their place, and they had recognizable traits and whatnot. the 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 series has deviated a lot from the books. Um, in series, uh, let me just get my bearings right. I think it was four, it might be three. The governor turns up. Um, is a pretty badass character. Going back to what we were talking about with Twenty Eight Days Later, this that's the kind of series where. Uh, that shows where humans are the biggest threat in the world because the governor's a bit of an asshole and he's very, this is my world, you will do what the fuck I say kind of kind of mm -hmm. attitude to it. Um, in the comic books, he first meets Rick and he cuts his hand off. Oh, wow. They didn't follow through with that in the TV series, which I can see why they didn't, but I kind of wish they had because it would make Rick more relatable that he's not invincible. Mm -hmm. Um, and that would have been better in that sense. But, mm. you know, they, they made the choice not to do that. Yeah. Um, I think they stated that it would cost too much every episode to put out the... Oh, the, the CG. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. yeah. But then if you go back through and look at every single episode of The Walking Dead and look every zombie face in the eye, none of them blink. They CGI'd up the blinks. Hmm. Every single one. Because walkers wouldn't need to blink. Yeah, yeah. yeah that walkers being the term that they use for the zombies mm. in, in Walking Dead. Yeah. Um... So yeah, 10 seasons, it's going pretty strong. I don't know it's been picked up for 11th, I don't think it's been announced just yet, but it has had spin-offs Fear the Walking Dead, which starts off at the beginning of the, the zombie outbreak, as it were, um, on the other side of the country of America. Mm -hmm. There's another spin-off starting next year, I believe it is. That's going to run perpendicular to the two series, because Fear the Walking Dead's caught up to the main series with a crossover, mm -hmm. and the third um, series, which hasn't got a title yet, is going to run perpendicular, so it's 10 years after Z-Day. In, in quotation marks, um, it falls under the band of survivors somewhere else. Yeah. Um, but again, it goes back to that thing of, in a zombie apocalypse, what would you do? Uh, much like 28 Days Later, Rick, in the very first episode, is, is in a hospital for a specific reason. He wakes up and the hospital's deserted. The, he walks up these very infamous doors. That's Don't got a dead chain. open inside. Dead open. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't open dead inside, but you yeah, can read yeah. it as don't open, uh, don't dead open inside. Yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> but he's got these chains on there, and he, as he walks towards it, they kind of obviously hear him, and he's, he's kind of hello, anybody there? And the arms start coming, so it's very impactful, and they've used that shot all the way through this because it's quite an impactful shot. Yeah, to yeah. Be fair. It's a, it, it, to be fair, like when I watched the first episode, I'm just like, oh man, if this is gonna be how this show goes, mm. this mm. is very heavy. Very, very it did heavy. stay quite heavy for a while to yeah. be fair the first ep first season's only six episodes and it punches very hard mm. it, it's quite a lot going on and this is where a lot of people criticize it is that it started off with such a short season the second season got 13 episodes mm. and it felt like it was drawn out so long mm. but so much still happens in that there's some really good visceral visuals and i think going back to that documentary thing we saw mm. about zombies we're talking to the end of this um 
there was a clip of The Walking Dead with the one that was in the well. Yeah. And they were trying to get it out because it was tainting the water. And as they've got this rope hooked around its torso, they're pulling it up and it snags. And it's quite a plump, uh, to be polite, a plump zombie. It's got a bit of extra weight to it's it. Probably as well water, because of yeah. the water, all the water, yeah. And it just sort of, as it's coming up and it's angling and its back's going back, it just rips in half. Yeah. Yeah. And all its bottom torso and its guts just fall out into this well. No. And it's a fucking visceral sequence mm. and it's so good. For a TV show to mm. pull off something that'll look that good, yeah. fair play yeah. to them. Because TV shows aren't known <laughs> for their big budgets. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not like a, oh, we're going to spend 200 million on a film. Yeah. It's probably, here's a couple of hundred thousand, just, just do what yeah, you can. Yeah. Not, not until you get, you know, that little bit <clears throat> later on, which mm. you would mm. probably. It's the same thing with like. I know Game of Thrones had like HBO backing and yeah. stuff because it's a cable TV mm-hmm. show, but mm. I mean, no one's going to sink millions of mm-hmm. millions of pounds, millions no. of dollars. In no, no, not yeah. at all. Especially with something that's an adult rated. Mm. Yeah. Because it's lowers the demograph of the yeah. age that you can show it to. Totally. You know, totally. You've, you've got to be 18 or over to watch it technically. You know? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, but, but it's there's so many good characters, so come and gone, and Leon will detest this. My favorite one, Negan. Mm-hmm. Straight up fucking doing right things the wrong ways, possibly. Mm-hmm. He's trying to keep the community safe, but he's being a bit of a dictator about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the first time he meets Rick's group, he decides to um, teach them a lesson, and he kind of crushes one of their heads with a baseball bat. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say very who. infamous, very infamous. Yeah, I'm not going to say who because Leanne hasn't seen that, and I don't want to get a spoiler on that one. Um, but they did deviate from the comics, and they also yeah. didn't, which was a good little twist in it, and I just love that character of Negan. He's so stoic, and he never gets flustered, and he's always calm, and it's like, this is fucking brilliant. You know, mm. this this guy, if he was to really put his mind to it, he could become a very serious threat in this world, or a very powerful force for good. Mm-hmm. And but that is kind of what he's trying to do. He's yeah. trying to get the saviors. But because of the <clears throat> the times that he's the times that it is, uh, you know, then yeah, yeah, you kind yeah. of have to be like morality be damned. I'm yeah, gonna yeah, take... yeah. And he goes to the uh, the other campment and mm-hmm. he's like, "Well, half your shit belongs to me now," and yeah. that's his mentality. Pretty much, I protect you. You give me half your shit. Otherwise, we're gonna have a problem. And that's where all this sparks out from. And it's so mm-hmm. good. It's so <laughs> good. And again, it, it's. They do. They have been trying to pull the zombies in as a bit more of a threat, more so in Fear the Walking Dead in the last couple of episodes, and those particular seasons yeah. been now where they had a massive herd in. Because there is still there is still that threat of the zombies. Yeah, it's yeah. just that yeah, most of the drama comes from <clears throat> humans and their interaction with other humans in relation to the zombie threat. Yeah, yeah, and it's always good when you've got like. Negan's group fighting a different group or whoever it is and all of a sudden a herd just pops out of nowhere and it's like oh shit what are they going to do now yeah, yeah. and it's like it's almost like Negan's like yeah fuck you guys I'm done with this and he walks off and leaving the other guys to fight the herd and it's like that's, that's fucking genius to be fair that's a general tactic and that's great that's, that's he's, the man's a genius you know mm-hmm. and it's just great writing and a lot of people say that the writing quality has dipped over the seasons and yeah but show me a show that hasn't you know, a lot of seasons will go up and down and have their highs yeah. and lows, and that's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, Rick has left the series, and I think that's helped the series mm-hmm. because it's given a fresh overall take on it. It's not Rick in control anymore. It's the other people who are part of the communities. Yeah. Again, I don't want to yeah. say too much. You can you can kind of focus more on other characters. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, see, yeah. Like obviously, even from season one, you're like you're yeah. almost following Rick. And his yeah. sort of general point. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. That's always been sort of Rick has been the main character throughout those nine yeah. seasons. Uh, well, eight and a half. So then he leaves and it's like, oh, shit. Okay, cool. What now? And the, the, from that point, it just completely took a different yeah. direction. Writing gets a little bit more creative. The Whisperers are fucking great characters. So if anyone knows what the Whisperers are, you know what I'm talking about. I, again, I don't want to spoil it too much, but I don't want to go into all that detail right now. Because um, it is still quite current. It is still obviously airing now. And uh, but yeah. Um, what else have we got? Last one on the the monster movie is a two part movie, by the name of It. Oh hell yeah! Now, <laughs> little bit controversial whether or not it's a supernatural or a monster movie. Yes. In my mind, it's a monster movie. Yeah. Um, you 
So you've you've seen both. Yes. I've seen both. Leanne's seen both. Mm-hmm. How many of you seen those? I've seen. Uh, I've yet to see the second part <laughs> of the the latest one. How fast are you on spoilers on that one? Um. Uh, depends. Depends if it's like, cause I know how the movie. Well, I've seen the original. Okay. I've, I've seen the original of both parts, and I the generally general. have an idea of how they they dispatch of it. Yeah. Um, and sort of like the lore behind. So you, who, in who in that particular one, do you remember what Pennywise? We'll call it, call it Pennywise for the sake. Yeah, of it. yeah. Do you remember what Pennywise was? It was like a big alien thing. That's right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So that's why I deem this is a monster movie. Yeah, because it's not supernatural force. No. It's a, a it's a creature from a different planet. Yeah, yeah. If you're going back to Cloverfield, we briefly touched on earlier. That's technically an alien from another mm-hmm, planet, or mm-hmm. some sort of something to that effect. Yeah, yeah. So that's it's definitely a monster film in my mind. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, that was originally inspired by a Marianne Moore quote with the book that was written by Stephen King. Okay. Or not. Um, the 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 quote is real toads in imaginary gardens, which he twisted to real trolls in imaginary gardens. Um, he took that idea, weaving in the narratives of children and their experiences and what shapes them into the adults they become. So going back to the whole thing of people and how they sort of twist things, like we talked about Michael Myers on the last episode of Slashers and how a six-year-old uh, insane per- uh, patient in a hospital inspired John Carpenter and Deborah Hill to write the character of Michael Myers. It's a very similar aspect to that, is that what happens if there's something imaginary that really really upsets you or freaks you out and it's played to on that aspect but you're a child and you're living with this throughout that growing yeah. up period yeah and that's very much what that film is about well the first part anyway yeah it's childhood the trauma yeah yeah it's exactly trauma. Like, exactly I mean, yeah. like th- things like that are probably the most visceral things that shape you in your life mm. happiness sadness and grief yeah uh, to some, to some like and anger, like to to some extent, like they're the emotions that really shape people. Yeah, yeah. Who they are. So mm-hmm. when you when you know when somebody says, "Oh, I really don't like spiders," it's because when they were a kid, they were pretty much traumatized by an event. Yeah, regarding yeah, yeah, yeah. spiders. Mm. Mm-hmm. So mm. that's where they say a lot of phobias come from. Yeah. If you see, I I don't I I fucking hate spiders. I'm petrified of spiders. I can't stand the damn things. I don't remember when that triggered. But my guessing is that my mother is also afraid of spiders mm-hmm. and that she freaked out seeing one. And then my dad had to come along and get rid of it, spoil it, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then you seeing your mother freak out, you were like, oh, this is a problem. Exactly. Yeah. Instinctive, natural thing then is, oh, if my mother's afraid of it, I have to be afraid of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of what it comes from. That's where a lot of phobias come from, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and it's it's just the way it is, you know. And it's, you, you carry that through life and as you go up and you either get over those phobias or you don't. I don't really want to go touching spiders, so I'm not fucking getting off of this phobia. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to do it. <clears throat> well, I'll kill them. I'll stamp them and all that kind of shit. But, yeah. Um, so yeah, as, as we said, the first one sort of focuses on the, the youth as they're growing up, trying to prevent Pennywise from uh, taking any more children and killing them. Mm-hmm. Um, shit doesn't quite go right in that aspect, and one of them gets taken into the, 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 the storm drains um, and, and sort of is looking into these light kind of things and it's making her float and all this. They bring her back. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it, it's a, a good times had by all kind of thing, I guess, because they end up sort of pushing him back and defeating him or what they think they're defeating yeah, him. Yeah. But then obviously at the end of that film, they state that if it ever comes back, we come back and we deal with it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's going to be shit on earth and mm-hmm. all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff for Derry. Um, quick, so back to the beginning of that film, that fucking scene with George getting his arm torn off oh, my man. god that was so good god damn that was great I just love that it set the tone for the whole film it did it really yeah, did yeah. it really did yeah, yeah. Um, I think that out of the two definitely part one is the better half oh yeah mm. just because you've got that vulnerability in the kids you almost feel that mm-hmm. and they're terrified when there's so many phobias that they're fearing like the the woman for um, Stan mm. um, Eddie's uh, what was Eddie's one it was like germs, wasn't it? So yeah. Oh, the leper, the leper. Yeah. That's right. And you got all these different kind of characters that spawn off from that, and it's it's that the it's almost like Friday the th- um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Doing it again, Nightmare on mm-hmm. Elm Street with Freddy, where he preys on their fears, and it's a very similar aspect to that. Except this is a, an alien entity, and it can do so physically, as opposed to just in dreams, mm-hmm. and that kind of mm-hmm. makes it more intense because 
you're thinking, well, shit, how is this thing standing in front of me? What the, what the fuck's going on? I don't get mm. this. But yet, you're clearly awake. You're yeah, in your tangible, own state of mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Mm. You can touch it if you so wish to. Yeah, and it's, it's there. Yeah. It's crawling mm. out of... Like, I mean, like, like the blood... In, yeah, in, in the bathroom, bathroom. in Beverly's yeah. bathroom. Be- yeah. Like, Beverly can only see it herself, but yet she's like, I've got to clean this. Well, oh, no, the, the, the other kids can see it as well, because mm. they're inflicted with Pennywise's yeah, yeah. fear, but the parent can't. But the, the adults, can't. yeah, yeah. The, yeah, because yeah, she sat there, and the, the thing is, she's in the bathtub at this point, because she's been, like, kicked back or whatever, and there's blood all over the walls, and he's like, what are you doing? She's like, the blood, the blood. He's like, what blood? Mm. And it's like, oh, that's that's powerful. That's yeah. great. And just to be the actor to have to do that, to go in this room with all this blood on the walls and be like, what blood? And do it convincingly? Mm-hmm. Fucking hell, that's a good job. Mm-hmm. Fair play for that guy. Um, but yeah, so the second half then goes on to the adults. Um, it, it interlaces a lot of flashbacks, sort yeah. of in between times. Mm-hmm. So what happens after the events of the first film up to this point is a lot of the flashbacks mm-hmm. and how they interacted after that. Yeah, because in the, in the original, <coughs> in the made-for-TV film, uh, was just generally implied what happened in between. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so yeah. They do a really good job of the flashbacks with this as well. Yeah. There's a particular point... Where they where, where Ben builds the not Ben um the larger kid oh is Ben is it Ben yeah Ben's the big kid yeah Ben I think he built something um <laughs> he made like a little den he found this underground thing and he made a little den he put a little trapdoor in and they're looking for this as adults and they find it again and they're like yeah yeah it's down here come down and as the camera pans up from adult Ben. Young Beverly's yeah. climbing down the ladder. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it's just the cuts and this the way, but yeah, they can yeah. get away with it. And that's all one seamless cut yeah. because it's not one actor playing two roles. And it's, uh, it's just perfect. Just the way it's done mm. is really perfect. Andy Muschietti did a great job of filming this. Mm. Um, and again, it, it plays a lot on the fears of that. There's a particular one that we talked about with, with we talked about with Josh. We didn't want spoilers, but the, have you seen the trailer for the second one? Uh, kind of, yeah, yeah. With the, the old woman? Sort of. Oh, I, yeah. oh, oh I, fucking hell, that's I creepy. hate the bit where she's just like looking at the pictures of the circus. I know you can see her in the background. She just leans over yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like, whoa, it's just go like away. Head. Yeah. It's just doing this and then it goes back. And then she kind of does this weird like walk like, from one side to the other. Oh, but she's geez. completely oh. starkers. Oh. And it's like, oh <laughs> my God, that's grim. That's so scary. Oh, yeah. So good though. It creeps you out to no yeah. end. Um, that first time you see Pennywise in that film is good as well, the beginning. Oh, yeah. With the yeah. two guys who are getting beaten up. Mm. That's, again, I don't want to give too much, I don't want to spoil too much for off. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't want to, yeah. obviously, ruin it for yeah, you. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's good. It is a good second half. It, it's, the issue for me is that it's like a lot of other Stephen King stuff where the ending kind of falls a bit flat. Yeah, yeah. As far, as far as, um, the original, uh, sort of, intellectual property goes mm. yeah unfortunately stephen king has this tendency to be like strong strong start strong middle yeah f- kind of forgets to end it properly yeah 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 yeah, yeah. how did i can't remember how the first the tv movie stuff um, ended uh, I, I can't remember i honestly can't remember it was like because they do the giant know, spider yeah, thing they do yeah i think they tr- they killed it and it was like light <clears throat> like Coming out okay. of the spider. I don't know. Again, they were they were very much restricted to what they could do. Mm. It's a general. very different end to this one, but it yeah. kind of makes more sense than that. Yeah, but it still feels a bit because like yeah, because I, I, rather I, I than watched the um <clears throat> the and I was just like, okay, I'll I'll take it because you've given me like a massive alien to deal with. So yeah, uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it does explain a lot of the origin of Pennywise and where it sort yeah. of came from, which was good. I I like yeah. that, and the the almost the, the fake kind of storyline that went along with it. Yeah, I kind of again I don't want to give too much away for Ralph because he obviously wants to watch it and enjoy it in that sense. But there's that whole thing which is completely fictional and made up, and then it's like, oh shit, okay, well what now? Yeah. And it kind of from that point it's like um. How are we going to get out of this? Oh, I know. We'll do this instead. And they, they play that out. And that doesn't quite work. And it just feels like too many false uh, resolutions. Mm-hmm. And then they, they end up sort of defeating Pennywise. That's not particularly a spoiler. Um, but the way they do it, it's a bit like, okay, I can see why. I don't think it worked to a good effect, though. No. 
I yeah. totally get it. Yeah, so in you know? in, in the original <laughs> miniseries, uh, basically, uh, uh, Pennywise is um, is a spider yep. of sorts, um, and they rip out its heart to kill it. That's it. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, they use they use like silver mm. to kill it, silver earrings. Okay, yeah. similar bits, but not everything. Yeah, that's all I'll, I'll give you for that. Um, because I don't want to spoil it. It does give, I feel, a better explanation of what Pennywise is. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the reasoning of what they did with that. That was good. The whole end. Again, quotation marks, battle scene was really well done. The strobing blue and white lights and the dark cave. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really good because it got a flickering. It's almost like a horror film with a ghost and it's flickering and you can't quite see it all the time. Right, and it's like, yeah. shit, where's it gone? And it's it's almost like that strobe effect. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I kind of felt that worked really well when Pennywise was in control and that's what but then when he isn't it kind of stops strobing mm. and it kind of works for that good effect. You can see the tide of it turning on itself. Which was good, you know. Mm. Okay, all right. Well, no, I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm really looking forward to to seeing it when, unfortunately, when it comes out on like DVD or something like. Mm. Blu-ray. If you want comms, do it. Hit me up. Yeah, yeah me too. Is it still on? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It will always. There's be way. Cinema. To be fair, there's 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 a bunch of films that I really want to watch at the mo. So like yeah. being one of them. Yeah. Rambo. <laughs> that looks really good to me. Yeah, yeah, and um, quite a few Joker. actually. The, yeah, Joker. So, decent, um, decent. Just, just to cap off the, uh, <laughs> um, it. Uh, have you seen the the meme that's going around with Bill Hader and Bill Skarsgård? Yeah, apparently, like first time Bill Hader <laughs> sees, uh, he just runs off. It, it looks staged. Do you know why great. he did that though? Why? So Bill Hader goes up to Skarsgård. Yeah. Skarsgård plays Pennywise, and Bill Hader plays um, Richie as an adult. Yeah. Um, and he's like, so that that eye thing that you they got you yeah, to yeah. do in the first film was that context? Was no, that CGI? CG. And, and he went, what this? He can independently move his eyes in two different directions. Yeah. Bill Hader freaked and fucking ran because yeah. he was in full Pennywise costume yeah, at this yeah. point as well. Yeah. So literally that thing where you just see him going, ah! and then running. It's legit. Bill Skarsgård going, what do you mean this? And just moving his eyes in yeah. two different directions. I thought it was like I thought it was like a a, a publicity thing where they're like, no, do this, then run off. No, That's fantastic. no, it's legit. It's absolutely legit. If you look at Bill Hader's face yeah. in that second shot down, there's genuine terror. He's like. Oh, I'd love to hear about it in like one of the talk shows because it's it, 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 so great. Uh, um, also, that weird lip thing wasn't yeah. CGI. That's yeah. him. That, that's yeah. Skarsgård. Apparently, that's a Skarsgård thing. Yeah. Genetically, acquired a lot of Skarsgård. I love that. The way this yeah. lip drops down yeah. and the drool just comes down. That's just like, yeah. oh, that's that's perfect. Yeah. It's such good casting in that. Fair play. Oh, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Quintessential. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mean, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, but awesome. Um, so I believe yeah. that kind of wraps up the episode. Yeah. Let's, um, let's just swing by what we did last time. What's everyone's favorite from the ones we've talked about? Height. Oh, no. Is that coming to me first? <laughs> um, oh, I don't know. Probably the it, though. Yeah? Yeah. Which one I, in particular? The first one. Which one. I didn't really enjoy the second one, to be honest. <laughs> it was good, but I just felt mm, like it I, was... Brand brand new part one. Yeah, yeah. Brand new part one. Mm. I did really like the first one more because I felt like the clown looked more like an actual clown. The one mm. criticism I had. Oh, Tim Curry. Yeah, Tim Curry. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. The one criticism I had of it, chapter two, was they didn't have enough Pennywise. Oh yeah, that was he was barely in it. I did find that a bit lacking. Mm. But that was the thing, though. The drama in in part two was them as adults having to deal with the trauma of having to deal with Pennywise as kid as mm. like as kids and then it just coming back to them. Mm. And yeah. it wasn't yeah. Pennywise that was doing the damage, it was almost themselves and the yeah. 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 You know, especially like I think well in the original in part two, one of them basically takes his own life just because of the just the, the, sheer, face the, sheer, the sheer terror mm. of it. Mm. Yeah. Um so yeah I like uh for me um <clears throat> I would probably say, yeah, maybe just because it's it's a lot more fresh in my mind. It, <clears throat> but I at the time I really liked Twenty Eight Days Later. Yeah, um, it was definitely kind of like whoa, zombies can do that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Geez. 
You know, that was great. I was, it was good. Very it, stylized, yeah, very yeah. gritty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And also, it was one of the, I think, uh, maybe my first uh, knowledge, like, knowable foray <laughs> into British cinema as well, because you don't check. Yeah, for a lot of for a lot of people, movies are made by Americans. Mm. Yeah. And that's it. But n- not that many people know that. Yeah. Hey, hey, Britain's a place too. Hi, guys. Yeah. Remember us? You know, we brought you James Bond. We all used to own America. America. <laughs> yeah. Well, all the Marvel films are filmed in Britain. Yeah. yeah. So. The Matrix was f- filmed in mm-hmm. uh, Melbourne and Sydney. Yeah. Lord of the Rings filmed in uh, New Zealand. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Leanne? It's probably going to be It Chapter One. Yeah. yeah. I get this a consensus of that. Yeah. If it did, okay, let's say. It wasn't on the list. What ah, would be there? That's me. You can do that for anyone else. <laughs> no. I'll do it. Well, Ralph already picked one anyway, so we'll do the yeah. same for Heiss. Oh, so looking <clears> down <throat> your list. Do, 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 do. See if I've forgotten anything. So while Leanne's looking through the list, for me, it's probably going to be It um, or the remake of Dawn of the Dead. I okay. just absolutely love that the film. remake. I could watch that all the time. It's such a good film. Um, there's, there's a great sort of sniper scene in that. We're on the top of the shopping mall. And they're playing pot shots with the, the the gun shop owner across the parking lot, <laughs> and they've got binoculars. The guy over there's got binoculars, and they've got this signboard, and they're writing which zombies to kill. So they hold up a sign, and one says "Fat Rosie O'Donnell." <laughs> <laughs> Boom! The next thing you know, the cranium of Fat Rosie O'Donnell splatting over a bunch of other zombies. Yeah, he's yeah. like, "Shit, he's good." Shit, he's good. Oh, time to get this guy. Time to get this guy. And it's almost like it's it's a break in the tension because they're making a yeah, fun yeah. out of this it, impending it, it, threat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mm. almost like a small respite. Yeah, in, in, yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, it's brilliant. It's kind of gallows humor. It is. It? it is. It is. Yeah. yeah. I think my backup favorite is probably Twenty Eight Days Later as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just good. Just real good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned doing the break. You mentioned the mist. I'll oh, let yeah. you have that. One See, like. yeah, the mist is one of my because I don't watch a lot of monster films to be honest. Like I think the most I watched was Godzilla. But if mm. it was if Godzilla isn't part of it, the mist is my Godzilla. favorite. The ending to the mist is one of those endings where you just think, oh my god, why? Why and did you do it? You have to. I like the original or the remake. Because I know they did a remake of Thomas Jane. The remake is actually the only one I've watched, but oh, okay. I think. Is really good. Just, that's like a TV movie, if I remember right, isn't it? You saw, quite a long yeah, uh, it's quite long, mm. but it's mm. oh, the ending. I'm not going to spoil it. Because that's a Stephen King novel as well. Yeah. You need to watch it. it it's it's funny how a lot of the names circle around. John Carpenter, Wes Craven, um, George Romero, Stephen King. Mm. To be fair, right, horror is not the type of thing that you can <laughs> blockbusterize in the sense. No. no. And I think... You're either good at it or you're not. Yeah, exactly. Those guys are fucking good at it. The thing is, we're only we're talking about the very notable ones, which is obviously made by these guys who are absolutely mm. masters at their mm. craft. But there are a, a few <coughs> titles that quite a lot of hopefully our viewers will let us, uh, our listeners will let us know. Mm. Yeah. That like would have sailed under our radars. Yeah. Um, yeah. That were made by like indie. Indie filmmakers. That, yeah, I mean, obviously we do like great. an hour or so per episode. Yeah, so there's so much we could fit into that hour. Yeah, exactly. So there's bound to be things that get cull. We're picking the ones that are notable for changing the genre, defining a genre, and that's where that's come from. Mm-hmm. But if there's ones that people think, I'm all happy. I'm always looking for new horror films to watch. So yeah, shout yeah, us yeah. up. Let us know. Mm. Well, yeah. Um, thank you for listening, guys. Um, just like we said earlier, um, please. Uh, Continue the conversation on our social media, on our Facebook, on our uh, Twitter, and our Instagram. Um, give us a shout out on our own personal Instagrams. I'm at Cellmate89. I'm Haizu, H-A-I-S-E-U. Uh, and Alan is... I'm at Hellblazer, H-E-L-L-B-L-A-Y-Z-E-R on Instagram and Twitter. And Leah. And I'm Mr. Raggles, M-R underscore R-A-G-L-E-S on Twitter. But yeah, thank you for listening, guys. Hopefully you will... Uh, continue to listen to us uh, as we make more episodes for Spooktober. We'll see you later. Bye.